You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Episode 40 of Blue Jays Nation Radio. I'm Tyler Uremchuk. He is Cameron Lewis, and uh, we have dubbed this one Rock Bottom. Right, Cam? Yeah, that's... <laughs> like, what do you even yeah. say about that? Where It's not even so much for me the fact that... Um, the fact that they had a game won and quite literally just threw it away, that isn't the worst part. The fact of the matter is, is they couldn't hit Drew Hutchison in the year of our Lord 2021. Most people didn't know he was still in the league. Most people thought he was out of the league in 2017. It's 2021 and they couldn't hit Drew Hutchison. I I was stunned, man. I will... I was stunned, but I was also sitting there with my arms crossed being like, fucking, of course, right? Because the way we are looking at things for the last, for the entire road trip pretty much was, okay, two easy ones against Washington. They drop those, everyone around them loses. They're still in the race somehow. You get into this series and we're like, all right, the first two games, they have the starting pitching advantage, Robbie Ray, Hunjin Ryu. And then in the third game, it's Drew fucking Hutchison. They should have put up 10 in the first four innings. And then that would have been it. And I mean, the Washington series frustrating because I mean, they hit, but they didn't get the pitching. And then you go to this series and they got great pitching and the bats just absolutely didn't show up. It's stunning. And the worst, another, I mean, there's so many bad parts. I shouldn't dub anything the worst part. Cause like, yeah, literally throwing yeah. away a game is, is a worst part. And having runners in scoring position with the chance to win in both those games is also incredibly frustrating. Yeah, like, uh, like we're going to get into all of it, but I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know where to begin. We have even the weird, weird bunt situation on Friday as well. That pissed everybody off. That was one of Charlie's most perplexing decisions of the season, and there have been quite a few. Oh, geez, I just want to rant about this whole thing. But yeah. That was so upsetting. Like the Washington, the Washington series sucked, but it was like, okay, you're, you're, you're at the tail end of a road trip fine sure it happens it's baseball that's life sometimes you lose to bad teams but now they're back home and it's like you know you had been so good at home and that's what we've been saying for so long the jays will get back to rogers center they'll have all this momentum the fans will be clapping it'll be great they're going to win these games the tigers roll into town we've had this circled in the calendar since fucking april we were talking about these games in april april and may we were like oh yeah just wait until mid to late august when they played detroit in baltimore and like minnesota and then it finally comes and that 
let's uh, let's jump into three up, three down. It's presented by Twig and Berries. Twigandberries.ca, where the promo code Nation15 gets you 15% off. Uh, there are plenty of downs to choose from. And the first one, I the bats just totally going away when they needed the most has to be sort of the biggest part of all of this. And I mean, you go back to game one and they had a couple runners on, they don't find a way to drive them in. We'll talk about everything that happened there in a second, but you know, when they first came back home and they rattled off all those wins, George Springer hit the home run. We were out here yelling 2015 vibes and you know, a true playoff team, when you're in a big game down the stretch and you have a runner on third base or second base, they find a way to get them in. And it's just, it's borderline inexcusable for a team that's this good to consistently not get the job done late in close games. Like it's at the point, like early on, it's like, man, they are unlucky in close games. But I'm at the point where like, there's clearly something wrong with them. Like whether it is like a mental block that they can't get over and the snowball has rolled so far down the hill that they know they can't hit late in games. And that's a problem or whatever's going on here. Guys trying to be too much of a hero and not just trying to make the simple at bat and, and put a ball up the middle. I don't know what the problem is, but there's clearly a problem. Yeah. I hate, I hate being the type of guy who says player X or even worse team X lacks clutch. Yeah. But it, honestly, like <laughs> how else would you just des- yeah. describe what's going on? How else could you say otherwise with this team? It's shocking. It's incredible. Like the, like you said, the George Springer home run that was, and then I guess early on the same weekend, we also had Marcus Semyon hit a walk-off home run and it was like in back-to-back yeah. days, they had these two hits and it was like, wow, this is the pretty much the first time all season we've seen that. I think Bo hit a walk-off when they were still playing in Dunedin when they beat the Yankees in April and between men and the, the two big hits against Boston, there was sweep fuck all in the seventh, eighth and ninth inning. And the record now in extra inning games is like two and 10. Like as soon as it gets late and it's tight, you, you, you just think they're going to find a way to lose. It's either going to be a, the relievers are going to come and fuck up or they're just not going to hit it's one or the other. And yeah. you know, they just, they, they, they never find a way to win. And it's, it's the only way you can wrap it up is the team has a supreme lack of clutch. And I have no idea how you go about addressing that. No. Yeah. I've, I've no idea either. I mean, they're still young for the most part, like it's a relatively young core and all of that. So, you know, maybe it's one of those things that good baseball teams just need to lose, right. Or need to need to gain at some point. You get it with experience, but for right now, incredibly frustrating. And one thing that doesn't help is when you get runners on first and second with a pitcher who cannot find the strike zone and you pinch hit Alejandro Kirk for Bravik Valera for the sole intention of him laying down a bunt, which he could barely do. And then he lays one down to first base. Jonathan Scoop was breathing down his neck, man. Like he was right there. And you decide to put it towards first base, at least put it back to the pitcher where he's got to like move a little bit and think a little bit after throwing the ball over home plate, but holy shit. Yeah, that was, so that's, this is the situation for anybody who missed. Uh, this is the situation I referenced a few minutes ago. That was one of Charlie's most perplexing decisions. The ninth inning, they have Teoscar Hernandez and Gurriel take a walk. And then Alejandro Kirk comes up and you're like, all right, like Alejandro Kirk takes good at bat. He, you know, he doesn't swing at crap. He'll put the ball in play, you know, um, he might be a bit of a, 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 a double play candidate. It's pretty slow, but odds are he's going to, you know, odds are he's going to put the ball in play. Maybe it's a double play. That would suck, but taking the bat out of that guy's hands and giving it to your utility infielder to lay down a bunt when he wasn't playing that game. So, you know, he's cold coming off the bench 
trying to lay down a bunt on a guy tossing heat. Yeah. A guy who's, 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 you know, just, just ripping balls into the zone. That is not easy. Like I feel bad for Bravik Valera in this situation, having to come in and try and execute. That's really fucking hard. Yeah. So he lays down his bunt predictably doesn't really work. And then uh, uh, Randall Grichuk grounds into double play after that. And it's just, again, we're back to square one, the lack of clutch. Nobody can come up with a big hit. And it doesn't help that you're literally giving away an out when your team is, when your team struggles as much as they do in these situations, you're just giving away an out and you can't do that. And Bravik Valera, I mean, like, I know he hasn't been great this season, but I mean, heading into that game, you know, batting 220, you basically got it. And when a guy's throwing hard like that, all you really knew, need to do is put the bat on the ball and like a good thing might happen. You might bloop one into the outfield. So he also had control issues. So if you go up there not bunting, I mean, fuck, maybe it should have been Alejandro Kirk, by the way, as well, not Bravik Valera, and he's batting 268 this year. It should have been Alejandro Kirk, slap hitter Alejandro Kirk, am I right? Trying to put mm-hmm. one into the outfield. And yeah. even if he just gets a fly ball like he did later on in the series when he came up in one of these moments, yeah. you're going to have runners on the corners at that point, and that's a good situation as well. So just everything that went into it made no sense. I am not a totally anti-bunt guy. No, there's, but that there's, was, there's a time and place. There's a time and place, and that is not the time and place when your team is struggling in the clutch like that. That decision was just beyond infuriating. Right. Um, so, yeah. If, 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 if they're in that situation and say it's your number nine guy coming out, maybe Kevin Smith, you know, rookie, doesn't have much experience. Yeah, sure. And you're like, you know what? I don't know if I want Kevin Smith batting right now. We're going to put Brabeck Belair in there. He's, you know, or Santiago Espinal or somebody like that who can probably lay down a bunt. Fine. It's not terrible. It's not good, but it's not terrible. You're taking the bat out of Alejandro Kirk's hand. He's a good hitter. Yeah. Again, like you're batting him sixth in your lineup. Like at that point, (laughs) why are you batting him sixth? If you clearly don't trust him in a moment like that, I know. Or just let him be in. If, 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 if you don't believe in this guy at all, let him work in AAA. He hasn't had much time in the minors. So fuck it. If you don't think he's good enough for these situations, let him hone his craft with the Buffalo Bisons. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) I don't get it. I do not get it. Um, so we touched on the bats being limp and Charlie's weird decision. We, we hit on this off the start, but I mean, again, it almost felt like predictable because we sat here on the last pod and we're like, mm-hmm. they should light up Drew Hutchinson. And then he goes four and a third, doesn't allow a single earned run, only four hits, only walks one. Like I mean, <laughs> they, they put a lot of balls in play, I guess. Sure. But like, how do you not fucking hit Drew Hutchinson? I, uh, it makes no sense. Uh, yeah, I, I, this, 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 like, like I said earlier, this was the worst part of the series for me. I mean, even worse than the error that uh, Semyon made that would have won them the game. That was infuriating to watch, but the hour and a half of getting mowed down by 2021 Drew Hutchison, like this guy was traded away from the Blue Jays in 2016 as kind of just like a nothing trade away. They got Francisco Liriano, they took his money back and they got uh, Harold Ramirez and Reese McGuire. And we all look at that as, holy shit, this is Ross Atkins' best work. He turned um, Drew Hutchison, a guy who was pretty much unusable in 2015 and still inexplicably won 13 games because they'd always put up 10 runs for him. And they'd win games 10 to 8, like all yeah. the time. They, 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 they traded that guy away and turned him into Teoscar Hernandez. And we're like, oh, this is so incredible. How did you turn this scrub into Teoscar Hernandez? That's fucking sick. And then five years later, this guy's still in the league. He's putting up like mediocre numbers on random teams in AAA and the Tigers are like, oh shit, like everyone's injured. We need to call up this guy. And the Jays are like, eh, not going to score on him. 
for an offense that looks as good as it does for or looked as good as it did for as long as the season like it's i mean baseball is just one of those sports i guess but um we didn't really touch too much on the semi and air either i mean he he's still like at at the plate i mean he went three for four in the game they won he was a big part of that victory but that's he's been making a few of them lately too like he hasn't been great in the field over the last couple of weeks um and that's just i mean you can't do that no and again like Taylor Saucedo had, you know, the, the clap on the glove and tried to pick him up and whatever. And I know the team's not going to sit there and be like, ah, that one, like, you know, we're hanging it on Semyon, but he's having, he's had such a great year. Like one of the best second basemen in all of baseball, but yeah. fuck, you can't do that. Where's your, where's your killer instinct? Like, and it looked like he just tried to like muffin the throw in too. like throw the ball, man. Just like you've done it oh, thousands and thousands of time in your life. Just throw the ball to first. I, from second base come on yeah. i don't know I, I don't even know uh, what to say about that it's just it's where's where's the killer instinct it doesn't make any yeah. sense it all wraps together i mean the whole complaint like like we will both say a million times like it's it's extremely corny to say the team lacks a clutch lacks a killer instinct but good lord yeah that's exactly what's going on here and i have no other way to describe it uh, the up section of three up, three down presented by Twig and Berries. It's going to be very simple. We'll start in game one. Robbie Ray was fucking good, man. Struck out 11, only allowed one earned run over eight innings. That's ace material right there. That guy's getting Cy Young votes this year. He absolutely is. If it were to end right now, I imagine he would finish second in Cy Young voting. Lance Lynn, who I think we're seeing this yeah. week, uh, will probably win. He's had a phenomenal season. Robbie Ray's right up there. And good Lord, is he going to get paid? He's going to get paid a lot of money. Yeah, he, he I is. Would, I would venture a guess when we talked about this a few months ago, I remember I said, Oh, I bet you Robbie Ray goes and gets the Hyunjin Ryu contract, you know, four years, 80 mil. Now I'm thinking he goes and gets Zach Wheeler contract. Going to get well over a hundred million dollars on like a five or six or whatever your deal. Cause he's, yeah. he does everything that you like, right? Like he throws hard, he's throwing strikes. Now he's not walking anybody in eight innings in this, on this Friday night start. He didn't walk a single guy struck out 11. So he's throwing strikes, getting whiffs, that's exactly who's going to get paid. And to be completely frank with you, I don't know if the Jays are going to be the team to pay him anymore. I was just going to say, like, they have spent a lot of money in free agency over the last couple of years. And granted, now is the time for them to do it because Bo and Vlad are on dirt cheap yeah. deals. Even if you think a guy like Alejandro Kirk's going to be close to an everyday player for you, he's on a dirt cheap deal. They have so many, I mean, Alec Manoa is going to be cheap. He's in your rotation. If Nate Pearson, we'll talk about him in a second, figures into your rotation or bullpen, he's dirt cheap and should be good. You have enough good, really, really cheap talent that right now is probably the time where every off season, every winter, you should be making one big splash. But I'm a little, I, I don't know if they're going to be the team that pays Robbie Ray. And, and that really, really pains me to say, because I love watching this guy pitch. I love the way he just goes right fucking at hitters and, and blows his fastball by him and the grunts and the pants. I love it all. It's a whole vibe. Um, but I, I'm not sure if the Jays are going to be the team to win this bidding war. Like, I think they'll be in it. But I just have a funny feeling that some other team is going to sit there and look at Robbie Ray and go, he had ace level stuff. He had a couple of down years or a down year and a half. And this guy has it back figured out. And we, we trust he has it figured out for another five seasons. Yeah. Like I'm, 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 it, it is quite similar to Wheeler, to be honest with you. It's, um, you know, Zach Wheeler had that, he had a really good season before free agency. He had, uh, he was with the Mets and he put up, it wasn't even 
it wasn't even amazing. Like it's not even, it's not as good as the season Robbie Ray's putting together right yeah. now. Like in 2019, Wheeler put up a 396 ERA over the course of 31 starts. Didn't get a single Cy Young vote, but his peripherals were really good. He was striking out, you know, nine guys per nine, not walking very many guys, throws really hard. And before that, he had some ugly seasons. Remember he missed all of 2015 and 16 and he was bad in 2017. So it just took two good seasons, uh, 2018, 2019. And I think Robbie Ray absolutely has that. You know, he was he was pretty good for the Jays last year when they got him at the deadline. Pete Walker did his magic with him and fixed him. He was, you know, he was good in the playoffs, that one outing that everybody was upset that he was pitching in for some reason. And then, yeah, he's been amazing this year. And Zach Wheeler's deal, the one that he got was five years, 118 mil. I bet you that's roughly exactly what Robert Ray's going to get. Uh, let's keep going on three up, three down. The second one. Hunjin Ryu in game two goes seven innings, no earned runs, only five hits. He strikes out five, only walks one. And that should have been enough. Or they did beat the Tigers that day. Um, but that was, again, solid, solid start from Ryu. He's put together a few of them. Yeah, this is nice. It's um, I know there was a lot of a lot of skepticism that maybe Ryu was kind of falling off a cliff a little bit. His yeah. his velocity was down. He wasn't striking guys out quite as much, but now he's put together a handful of uh, some good starts since the all-star break. And this, this Detroit one was especially good and especially clutch. I'll say that because very few players were clutch in this series, except for pretty much the starters we're talking about. Yeah. But after losing that really shitty game uh, on Friday with Ray pitching so well, Ryu needed to come up and have an ace level start. And they got back-to-back ace level starts, seven innings, only five hits, one walk, five strikeouts. It was vintage Ryu. That was what we were seeing from him last year all the time they needed a good start and they got a good start he has pitched into the seventh inning in three of his last four and into the sixth inning in four of his last five and i know he's given up a handful of earned runs in a couple of those starts but the bottom line is with the way this team's bullpen is right now if hunjin ryu gives up even two or three runs but gets you into the seventh inning you're probably not complaining if the bats are doing their job um so another solid start from ryu uh the jays didn't give him a ton of run support but the, the pitching staff threw up a goose egg in game two and it worked. Uh, the third up we have is Steven Matz, who pitched six <laughs> innings, only gave up one earned run, only gave up five hits, didn't walk a batter. Another solid outing from a starting pitcher and the Jays squandered it. Yeah, um, that's 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 kind of the Matz was good. That's the point here. Matz was good. Yeah, that's what I mean is even the ups here are kind of disappointing because what we saw is the Jays got three really good starts in a row. I mean, that Robbie Ray start, unreal. The Ryu start, vintage Ryu, and then Steven Matz, your number five guy, comes out and he pitches uh, six innings and allows one earned run. The only earned run he allowed was Miguel Cabrera's 500th home run, which at the beginning of the series was so predictable. We all knew that was happening. It was no doubt. Detroit Tigers making history in Toronto, of course. Yeah. You know, Justin Verlander throwing no hitters. Miguel Cabrera hitting his 500th dinger. Yes, absolutely. Of course, that was going to happen. But, <laughs> but Steve Matz, what can you say? He's been... He's been good over through throughout all of August. I mean, the start that he had against the Angels wasn't fantastic. He went four and two thirds and allowed two earned runs. But let's be real, that's not bad at all. And then, you know, there was the Cleveland start at the beginning of the month. Uh, no earned runs over six. There was the start in Seattle. It was fine. No earned runs over five. And then there was this one, one earned run over six. So we're seeing something from Matt's that's similar to what we saw in April. His ERA is below four now. Like we were talking about putting this guy in the bullpen because he was so ho hum, but. It's not you know, back to being a mid-level starter again, which is great. Their rotation got the job done over these last three games. And uh, what's really frustrating here as we move away from three up, three down is once again, you look at the American League wildcard standings. 
the teams in front of them aren't exactly winning. Like the Jays are still four and a half back of a wildcard spot. So if they would have found a way to get a clutch hit in those two losses, we would have been sitting here. We would have been over the moon, Coombsy. We would have been two and a half games back of a wildcard spot with that big series against Oakland still looming in a couple of weeks. And now we sit here and we're just in the same spot in a way that we were when we recorded episode 39. And it's, well, they got to take care of their own shit here, but they're still in it. They're still in it. And I yeah, mean, I, I don't feel confident in them at all because no. they're going up against a White Sox team that's fucking good. Um, but they are still in it. Yeah, they're they're technically still alive. But I think this past week and a half, two weeks-ish, I guess, the road trip and then the Detroit series has kind of really given this team... It's, it's killed the 2015 comparison and it's yeah. brought to me a 2014 team energy. I remember that 2014 team they had some pretty big hot streaks in, you know, June and July. I think they had, you know, like an 11 or 12 game winning streak or something like that. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. They, they seem to have those like three years in a row. Even in 2013, they had one like that as well in 2014. And then it was after the trade deadline, the wind just got sucked completely out of their sails and they were losing absurd games. Like I remember this one where um, they were winning and Jose Reyes just made this horrendous error. I think, I think it was a throwing error against Kansas city, but he might've just let it go between his legs. There are so many Jose Reyes errors to think about from his time here that how do you even wrap your head around all of them? But that's exactly what the Semyon play reminded me of. And it just, the team just has this 2014 vibe and maybe, maybe the reality is, is this group has to, you know, learn how to lose in order to learn how to win, which again is so corny, but maybe this is how you gain some killer instinct They're At the end of the day, the positive here is that they're playing in these meaningful games. There's pressure and they have folded under this pressure. They have not been good. You know, they were great in their return home, high pressure stakes. They killed it. And they went on the road pressure again. They folded, they folded against Detroit, but maybe this is what makes you stronger. It's just kind of a damn shame because there's a pretty fair chance they're going to lose two very good players in the offseason. I'm not really sure how they replace them. I don't know how the Blue Jays in 2022 are better than the Blue Jays in 2021 unless you get a lot of internal progression from young players. So it's it's a shame to see them blowing this, but I guess we can take solace in the fact they're 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 learning. I guess yeah, and, and that's a good point too. Like, I don't know how you replace the production you're getting from Robbie Ray and Marcus Semien if they do eventually no walk. Um, yeah, you you said it. It'll have to be probably internal or, I mean, maybe they go out and they they do it again and they find that magic again and on the free agent market, but that's always tough. Um, this tweet here from Rob Longley, uh, based on the current percentages of the teams ahead of them, the Blue Jays will need to go 28 and 12 to capture an AL wildcard spot. So, um, you have to win two out of every three and then a little bit more on top of that, which is a, an incredibly, incredibly daunting task. I mean, again, we'll circle back to this. The good news is they got seven on the schedule against the Orioles. So yeah. if you win all seven against the Orioles, it's actually only 21 and 12, which is actually still super difficult. And you have to prove you can be bad teams with this, which this group isn't really showing that they can do right now. Um, so it, it's going to be a long, tough road ahead for the Jays to get into a wild card spot. Uh, before we preview the upcoming four against the Chicago White Sox, a couple of things we've been sort of tracking over the last couple of podcasts is the health of two potential relievers, one of which Julian Merriweather. I've been, you know, trying to be optimistic about his health. You have not bitten once. You've just no. said, yeah, I don't, I don't believe it. And I think you're right here, Coombsy. Uh, Scott Mitchell, a couple of days ago, says per Charlie Montoyo, Julian Merriweather, 
brother suffered a bit of a setback after his rehab outing. Jays are calling it general soreness. His next rehab start was uh, scheduled for Saturday. It got pushed. Yeah, right. It's just no, no. Yeah, let's be real here. Let's be serious here. It's Julia Merriweather. We enjoyed the four and one third innings we got of him this year. It was fucking incredible. We'll never forget it. But let's start talking about whether or not this guy is healthy and ready for the spring training. Yep. Prob- that's probably what we're looking at here. But while we go to the positive side of things, uh, Nate Pearson got another AAA outing and he went one inning. He allowed one hit, one run, and one earned run because Albert Almora Jr. hit a solo shot. He also walked a batter, didn't strike anyone out. He threw 18 pitches. Nine of them were strikes, that all via Scott Mitchell of TSN. Um, Mitchell would add he'd guess he's up sooner rather than later, but he may need another outing or two. So, I hope it's one more outing and maybe Nate Pearson's up by the end of this series against the Chicago White Sox. Uh, But I guess we'll see. He'd be a welcome addition because they need someone they can trust out of the pen. Yeah, they do. And even, even then, like, do we even know for sure, for sure, if Nate Pearson's going to be someone you can trust with the bullpen? No, I mean, it's wishful thinking. I I like the, I like the stuff though. So I'd I'd be willing to take a chance on it. Absolutely. No, hundred percent. Like it's, it's great that there's this option, but we also have to be realistic. And it's like, this is far from a sure thing. He was great in a very microscopic sample size and a relief role last year. That playoff outing was amazing, but everything else we've seen this year has been, ugh. Um, he had two good outings down in um, AAA's first two rehab starts, clean innings with one strikeout. Each one last outing wasn't very good. Didn't strike anybody out. You don't like to see that. And you walk the guy, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, whatever. I mean, the, the, the team's bullpen right now is still quite bad. Yeah. There aren't many guys you can trust back there. Adam Simber and Trevor Richards pitched so much and they're, pretty clearly burnt out. Uh, there's no Jordan Romano, same thing. He's pitching all the time. So I stop wasting yeah. Nate Pearson bullets in AAA. This is stupid. Just call him up. See if call it works. Fuck it. Like I said, four coming up here against the Chicago White Sox. The upcoming series preview is presented by DoorDash. Use the promo code BJNPODDD and it gets you a first-time user of the app. 25% off and no delivery fees. That's BJNPODDD. DoorDash. Uh, All right. Four against the White Sox. This team is, you don't need me to tell you, they're very good. They're 72 and 53 on the season. Um, They have done, unlike the Jays, they've done a great job beating up on bad teams. Like their record against teams above 500 is actually only 27 and 31, which I found kind of interesting. Um, But they also have a very good rotation. And you look at who the Jays are going up against tonight. It's AL Cy Young contender you know, the front runner in that race, like you said earlier, Lance Lynn going up against the big man, Alec Manoa on uh, in game two, it'll be Dylan Cease going up against Jose Barrios would really love to see a solid start out of Barrios. And then it's going to be Giolito versus Robbie Ray in game three. And in game four, it'll be Hunjin Ryu up against the all ever popular TBD for the Chicago White Sox. So the Jays getting their four big guns here in this series, and they will likely need some really good starts here if they want to take two games from the White Sox. I'm stopping at two. I don't think they'll win more than two. No, at this point, after what we've just seen in the past week and a half, we have to just be realistic and say, if you tread water and split this thing, Mm -hmm. that's fine. So the good news about, you know, if you tread water against the White Sox is the out of town scoreboard might be able to help you a little because the Mariners and A's begin a series tonight. And uh, I mean, there's one, here for Seattle, I guess. 
Yeah, I think I think you would root for Seattle because if you root for Seattle, they win. Let's even go ahead and say they win all three of the games they have coming up. Or is it just a two game set? It might just be a two game set. Um, if they win both those games and you split against Chicago, yeah, Seattle's going to be right around you. But at least the A's won't gain any ground. And that's probably what you're looking for. Uh, as for the Boston Red Sox, they finish up their series today against the Rangers, and then they begin a series against the Minnesota Twins. So the schedule doesn't get exactly difficult for the Red Sox. Twins can maybe be a little bit pesky at times, but the Bo Sox are going to be the favorite in those games, and you're hoping for a couple of uh, upsets there. Um, and that'll be what's coming up this week on the Outer Town scoreboard. The Yankees, I mean, they're seven up on the Jays, so we're, we're not exactly tracking them anymore to see what they'll do. But they do start a series against the Braves for those uh, for those wondering. They're out in Atlanta. Uh, but for the Jays, take care of your own shit, right? Like, that's all this is. Try to salvage a split against the White Sox and move on. And hopefully you can get some revenge on the Tigers after that. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much that's pretty much all you can do. And then right around the corner, we have these ever important Oakland and New York games, and that will ultimately decide yeah. whether this very faint playoff push is still a, a potential reality. But before we get there, they have to stop shooting their pants and it ain't going to be easy going up against the White Sox. We're good. If you would like me to be very optimistic, I will say this. They've gotten all the shit out of the way. This was their cold streak. Every team goes through a cold streak. This was the Jays cold streak. And now they're going to get hot at the right moment and they'll roll through. They'll be red hot heading into that Oakland series. They'll sweep them. They'll be back in the race going down to the Bronx. I don't even know how confident I am in my own words, but I am using those words to try to be a little bit optimistic here as we move forward, because I don't want to be an absolute grouch watching these ball games. Will will it into existence manifest it with your positive energy? That's what we need to be doing manifesting yeah that's uh, that's what we do here on we're manifesting Radio. that's what we're doing the blue jays are going to sweep the white Sox. we're manifesting uh sh- shout out to twig and berries they got the promo code nation 15 shout out to doordash where you can use the promo code bjn pod dd doordash ding dong presenting sponsor of all the podcasts here at the nation network coomzy um you do your best to enjoy these four ball games my man and we will we will talk soon i will try my best Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.